0: I'm Amber Harper from the Burned In Teacher Podcast and a part of the Education Podcast Network, just like the show you're listening to now. Shows on the network are individually owned and opinions expressed may not reflect others. Find other interesting education podcasts at edupodcastnetwork.com. Hey, welcome back. Steve here. And today I'm talking with Ido Kadar. Ido has autism and can't talk. He uses an iPad to communicate. He's the author of two books. His most recent is a novel called Into Worlds. At one time, his parents were told he would not be able to communicate independently. But boy, did he prove them wrong. He moved from special ed to gen ed. He graduated fourth in his class in high school, and he's now in his early 20s taking college classes. What a powerful, inspiring story. Lots to learn. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to share and subscribe. Enjoy
1: you are listening to teaching learning leading k-12 a podcast for educators helping you help kids achieve their dreams and now here's steve with this week's show
0: ito kadar is with us today he has autism and can't talk when he was a kid, he and his family were told he would not be able to communicate independently, but Ito learned to do just that. Ito is the author of two books, Edo in Autism Land and his most recent, In Two Worlds. Edo in Autism Land contains dozens of short autobiographical essays, each offering insights into autism, symptoms, effective and ineffective treatments, and the inner emotional life of a severely autistic boy. In Two Worlds is a tale that sheds light on the inner and outer lives of children with non speaking autism. In Two Worlds is one of a few works written by a person with non speaking autism. Through the use of an iPad and other devices, Ito has learned to communicate with others. Ito also serves on the board of a nonprofit group that advocates on behalf of all non speaking humans. Ito, thanks for joining me today and say hi to everyone.
1: Thank you. It is my pleasure to talk with you today.
0: So, Ido, can you describe that moment when you were seven, when you realized there was a way to effectively communicate to someone? I mean, was it an aha moment or was it a gradual collection of steps and realizations or perhaps a series of trials and errors? I mean, How, how did you find your voice?
1: In my case, the aha moment was not mine. It was my mother's. When I was seven, she realized that I was understanding her words and that I could read and spell. It was a surprise and a shock for her because what the experts had been telling her about me and autism had been very wrong. It had been a gradual process of her trusting her own observations more, even when all the experts had different opinions. When the moment came that she realized how much I knew, I was glad someone finally realized I was intact intellectually. But it was the beginning of a long journey to improve my communication skills motorically so no one could doubt that it was really me communicating. And then my fight was to get an appropriate education. Unfortunately, I had to fight against theories that wrongly characterized my disability.
0: So, Ido, how how was it to transition from being locked in silence to finally having a voice to express yourself? Was it as beautiful and liberating as many would imagine?
1: It was beautiful and liberating in some respects, because I at last had the possibility of communicating, but it was not the fluent communication I enjoy now. That took a long time of practice. Since autism theories assume we have no insight or ability to understand people, and my new communication skills were rough and required problems. The experts in my life rejected that I was even communicating. I eventually got good enough to prove myself, but not as a beginner. So I only have communication with my mom at home and with my teacher who taught me to type to communicate. It was really terrible to not be believed. I had a lot of anger, to be honest, because my communication did not positively impact my education for several years, except for what I learned at home. It took almost four years to get me out of autism class and into general education. So, yes, liberation from total isolation was incredible. But to be treated like a fraud by so-called experts was cruel, and I had resentment about it. I have never fully accepted the expertise of the experts since.
0: So, Ido, were there frustrations and challenges in the beginning of this transition? You know, if so, what were they and how'd you overcome them?
1: There were a lot of frustrations initially because though I had had a communication breakthrough, my team of behaviorists said we're not supportive, and I was just a little boy. What helped me overcome things is due to a lot of factors. One is my supportive family, especially my parents. They were not going to back down because they believed in me and they knew I had to get an education, and they definitely knew that the theories were wrong in my case. I was quite determined and I had a need to help not only myself, but other autistic people. I had big goals and was motivated. Now there are many who type to communicate, but back then, we were a rare handful, so easily dismissed as anomalies. Finally, I am pretty intelligent and I like to think that help too because I observe the experts the autistic kids and the entire system of special education and it ultimately inspired me to write both my books. People say in two worlds is true to life, and though it is fiction, there isn't a false note or a character.
0: So Ido, why did you write this novel and how did you come up with the idea for your character Anthony?
1: I have a nonfiction book, Ido in Autism Land, that I wrote when I was a teenager. It has had a significant impact on the lives of autistic non-speakers and their families. I have continued to write nonfiction fiction in my blog, EdoinAutismLand.com, basically continuing where my memoir left off. I have made inroads reaching out to families and professionals in the autism community through my non-fiction writing, but I realized the general public knew very little about autism. In addition, I craved a challenge and a new creative experience. Writing a fictional story about an autistic boy gave me the opportunity to do so much more than nonfiction allows. Instead of me describing and explaining what autism is like, fiction lets the readers experience autism for themselves. They go into Anthony's, the protagonist's, head to swirl with his senses, hear his thoughts and face his outer challenges. Fiction let me create a true-to-life family and show how autism impacts them, for good and bad. It also gave me the chance to lay out current controversies through a variety of characters that have a huge impact on Anthony's life. In essence, fiction takes the reader on a journey into autism land and exposes the reader to a new world that I hope will prompt social change and greater understanding and tolerance of non-speakers anthony is based on many of my own experiences and many observed incidents in my case as a boy who couldn't communicate until i was seven observation was incredibly important in my life i noticed everything then because i could not speak or share my ideas using other methods i thought constantly about what i saw but my own life is different than anthony's in key aspects I have a different and more perceptive family. I learned to communicate at seven, not 16, as he did, but I observed many of my autistic peers waiting to learn to communicate until they were 16 or older. Some are waiting indefinitely. To me, Anthony represents a kind of autistic everyman, and his journey moves the reader from hopelessness to hope. So,
0: Let's talk a little bit about the, the book's title. How, how was the book's title chosen, and what does it signify for you?
1: The title, In Two Worlds, reflects the multiple dualities of Anthony's life. He is torn between his inside and outside. In other words, his inner autism and his outer therapies, his smart brain and his outer presentation of ineptitude and confusion, his at times hallucinatory sensory system, and his that life of mundane and behavior modification, his rich intelligent inner world, and how he is erroneously perceived as low functioning cognitively by experts, his life in silence without a means to communicate for 16 years with his entire destiny controlled by others, and his ultimate liberation to communication and some measure of autonomy. Anthony's two worlds reflect a boy living in a trapped body, while his mind and soul can soar freely.
0: Edo, you've also written a memoir. How did the experiences of writing fiction and nonfiction compare for you?
1: Writing fiction is a lot more fun, to be honest. I have been writing nonfiction since I was 12, educating and advocating, and I am getting asked the same questions over and over. There are many misconceptions about autism that have truly harmed people, and I have felt the need to help fix things to the best of my ability. My memoir, Edo in Autism Land, was written between the ages of 12 and 15. I felt so passionate about writing it and poured my soul into it. Nine years later I still get asked the same questions, and I assume I will forever. That's fine, by the way, but I needed to stretch myself in a new way. Inventing characters, villains and heroes, and the world of a family was incredibly enjoyable. I knew their world. I heard their conversations in my mind. The characters were vivid to me and became real to me, and they became real to readers, too. It is worth mentioning that one widely believed theory about my disability is that we lack creativity, imagination, insight, and empathy. I hope my book turns that nonsense on its head.
0: What do you hope readers take away from your book, Into Worlds?
1: My hope is that by going into the head and heart of Anthony that readers will be moved and gain insight into the experience of what it is like to live bombarded by sensory stimulation, but to be unable to communicate your thoughts and show people who you really are due to an unreliable motor system. The reader is the only one, besides Anthony, who knows he is smart and understands everything he hears. Consequently, they share his experiences and frustrations of living in a world that endlessly patronizes, underestimates, and misinterprets him. The reader experiences Anthony's highly sensory, at times almost psychedelic, inner world with him. His eventual liberation to communication follows what I would call a truly heroic struggle to be heard despite powerful forces that, on the surface, seem benevolent, but which actually keep him stuck in isolation. The reader is with Anthony as he finally breaks free from them. Into Worlds examines the toll on speaking autism, takes on family life, and it looks at the popular autism treatments and theories that dominate his every moment. Ultimately, Into Worlds tells the story of autism from the inside out.
0: So, you know, what, what are you working on now?
1: I am working on another book as well as collaborating with my mother to develop an online class to help other autistic people gain the skills needed to communicate and end their isolation. Many people have no access to a qualified instructor, so online is the ideal venue for them. My goal is to keep educating and advocating, but to keep my challenges varied and fresh. I am. Particularly eager to help people learn about In Two Worlds, because I believe it is an important book that deserves to be read. You can find In Two Worlds on Amazon, Kindle, and Smashwords as an ebook. Edo in Autism Land is also available in the same formats as well as Nook.
0: Excellent. You, you wrote your first book, Edo in Autism Land, between the ages of 12 and 15. Why did you write it, and how has it been received?
1: I wrote Edo in Autism Land because it was necessary to educate people. When I started it, I didn't know it would become a book. I was full of emotions at that age because I was mainstreamed in school, but my autistic peers were not even able to communicate. Happily some of them are able to now. But back then, I was the only one I knew in my neighborhood who had been taught to express my ideas by typing. I felt my own struggle deeply. I was trying to prove myself. It was hugely difficult to hold my autism at bay while learning in regular education classes, but I managed to do it. The other kids were still getting ABC and one plus one in the so-called low functioning environment. No teacher, no professional, no one was even remotely curious if the other kids might have the same potential as I did. It shocked me, to be honest. I was trying to help other kids and their families by writing Hedo in Autism Land. I really needed to express my ideas, feelings and to educate others. It is written in journal form. Some essays are explaining symptoms, sensory issues, odd behavior, insights, challenges and on and on. I hoped it would make a difference. It has. It has been used in university classes translated into multiple languages and helped many people to get communication. It is still selling well, and I hope it continues to help people. That's awesome. You
0: know, can you share a little about the technical process for you in writing your books?
1: I map the book in my head and I write it a paragraph at a time. It is slow going because I communicate with only one finger. I write my book in one of two ways. Sometimes I use the keyboard that is connected to the computer, and sometimes I point to letters on a letter board, in which case someone else transcribes into the computer what I have pointed on the board. Both methods work for me, though the letter board is a faster process. I do not sit alone. Someone helps me keep my autism at bay so I don't jump up and move around. However, I wrote the entirety of both my books. I think it is clear when reading them that they offer a window into autism that comes from the inside looking out.
0: I know your story has educated a lot of people on some of the misconceptions about individuals with autism. Are there any insights you have gained in this process that were surprising for you?
1: I guess I have been surprised by the lack of curiosity by many professionals about those of us autistic people who type to communicate. I wonder why they don't wonder. It is decidedly uncurious. Maybe that was my biggest surprise. How people are not interested in changing their ideas, so they don't inquire. On the other hand, I have been pleasantly surprised by how much Edo in autism land has helped people. I get many letters from around the world that are very touching. I know that moving mountains takes a lot of effort, and I believe the process has begun. For those listeners who don't know what misconceptions you refer to, I want to assert that the misconception that applies to me and many other non-speaking autistics is that we are unaware, don't understand language, and have social blindness. Therefore, it is a problem of input reflected by the poor output. This is incorrect in my case and that of many other people. I understand everything. I have insight. My problem is one of output. That is, my motor system does not respond adequately to my brain's instructions. This can look like not understanding, unfortunately. But looks can be deceiving, as I have explained in my blog and both my books.
0: So, you know, how did life change from before to after? learned how to communicate.
1: Before my communication was unlocked, no one knew I had an intact mind. The theories of behavioral therapy and all the rest insisted I didn't understand words. Of course, being locked in my own body, I had no means to dispute them. I had lots of therapy. My life was dominated by it. In school, we did the same remedial weather drills, math problems and abc lessons year after year like anthony the protagonist of my novel in two worlds i also lived in two worlds my inner head was smart the outside professionals perceived me as low functioning my inner head multiplied divided and enjoyed math the outside experts thought i didn't know what a number was my inner head heard everything wrong my experts said about me, and the outside boy could not do a thing about it. In some before communication, life was powerless, barring misunderstood and lonely. Having communication is better. It took several years to convince my school district to mainstream me, but once I was there, it worked out. I ended up graduating fourth in my high school class. I was highly motivated. I guess I have to accept autism as part of me, but I still write books, advocate, and work on behalf of my fellow silent warriors and their loving families.
0: Well, Ito, I can't thank you enough for joining us today. It's been a pleasure to read and hear your words. Thank you for making a difference. Thank you for fighting back and not giving in, and thank you for sharing your story. It's been a pleasure. Wishing you the best in all that you do.
1: Thank you for having me today and giving me the opportunity to discuss, you know, in autism land and into worlds.
0: Teaching Learning Leading K-12 is excited to be a member of Voice Ed Radio. Voice Ed Radio, your voice is right here. Teaching Learning Leading K-12 is a proud member of the Education Podcast Network. Podcast for educators, podcasts by educators. <music>